see here. I am recording. Give me a little bit of, speaking of stimulus, stimulate me a little bit. Hey, first of all, I want to start kissing you on your neck. I want to kiss you all over. <laughs> yes, and then I want to work my way down to those formerly pierced nips. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You like that? I don't, but I'm doing it for you because I'm a generous lover. You are a generous lover, and I appreciate Thank you. that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're Is on that your, good enough? It does. It, yeah, it does. It, I mean, it sounds odd, but you know what? I'm not going to tempt fate today. Um, I say we just get started. What do you say? Let's do it. At least that freaking worked. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to go and take a ride with me with three wheeling in the fall with the goldies, oh, why must I live this way? If you want to go and get high with me, smoke a L in the back of the Benzie, oh, why must I feel this way? <laughs> Mother effer. That's just going to have to work. <laughs> <laughs> what happened now? I didn't realize going from one app to the other was going to eliminate that. Welcome to Try to Podcast, hey everybody. Hey, guys, we surprised you. You thought Jesse Dolamore was going to be coming on. Maybe he'll come on later. Who Maybe knows? he'll be here later. We'll see. Oh, my <laughs> God. Is this day just the worst? First of all, we're not even recording on a normal day. So... Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Oh, my God. You have no idea. Um, what you, you drinking yeah. there? Is that an energy drink or what do you, what do you have? No, that's a Zevia cream soda. Ah, me too. That does not look like, that looks like bourbon. Ah, that is bourbon. You know what I did the other day? What's that? I did an accidental taste test. Um, you know how much I like Buffalo Trace. Sure. Um, and you know how much I like Jefferson's. Love it. I got a Jefferson small batch right here. Well, I ran out of my Buffalo Trace and naturally I don't quit drinking just because I run out of something. No, you I, keep going like a champion. I move on over to the Jeffersons that I had. And so I went directly from the smooth sounds of Buffalo Trace yes. to the nail polish that is Jeffersons. Whoa, if you go back to back, it's like that? It, I, now it's all I can taste, too. Oh, I'm like, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's not bad. But it's, it's, it's not Buffalo Trace. And that's, it, it, it got to me. I've, I've never gone back to back like that. Well, I recommend that you don't. I recommend that you yeah. don't. <laughs> I will just keep living my fantasy. We have so much to get to. I want to make sure oh, you can hear this. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Cable guy. Cable guy. All right. Cable guy. <laughs> we, we, we talked about it last week. Oh, look who finally decided to show up. I guess I'm the tardy one. <laughs> right, Jacob. <laughs> We're just yanking your chain. Oh my God! Uh, I'm so glad that you had a chance to watch that because it cracked me up. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. We've got some voicemails. Um, got a ton of voicemails actually. I guess people have time on their hands, and awesome. suddenly they want to reach out and and speak to us. So uh, we'll go over some of those. I we have so many. I haven't had a chance to listen to all of them to be honest with you. It's so fantastic. I'm ready to hear it. going to be a little juggling game. But first and foremost, Brian, I wanted to ask, did you happen to get a little uh, package that I sent you? Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, yes, I've had that little package my entire life. <laughs> We've talked about but this before. Yes, yes <laughs> okay. you're talking about Good. this Amazon delivery. Who is that, that addressed to? It's addressed to 
Chody Chochode. <laughs> Chody Chody Chode. Oh my God. Uh, Chody Chochode <laughs> at my address. I'm glad the postman did not decide to take it elsewhere. Did the but postman uh, ring I, twice I, for that one? No, no, actually, I I didn't realize until days after it was supposed to show up that maybe I should check the mailbox. Oh, yeah. And I did. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm glad you checked it out and I'm glad you found it. Uh, so I'm going to have you just go ahead and open that up, Chody Chody Chode. I will right now. All right. So he's got an Amazon wrapper there. Yes, um, I do. That was delivered by yours truly. Uh, well, not delivered by, bought by yours truly, delivered by Mr. Bezos. Hand delivered it to you. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> so uh, go ahead and just uh, hold that up to the camera. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be the hottest beef jerky on the market. Dude. Dude. Creeping Reaper made with the Carolina Reaper beef jerky oh my god yeah so i thought we'd uh, we'd give this a shot on the old show um together do you um do you have any topics that you want to discuss before we get into cable guy before we get into the uh <laughs> to the to uh the voicemails do you have anything you want to discuss let's talk about this uh how's your mental health lately I mean, it's, it's, it's much, besides the fact that work kicked my butt today, if anybody saw, um, we are due without our inmate workforce now uh, until this whole COVID thing blows over. So <laughs> I love how people are calling it this whole COVID thing. I mean, like this whole COVID thing. I know um, Th- this thing so, that has destroyed life as we know it for the last month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've, I, I'm doing my job. But I'm also welding now too, and it, oh man, it's kicking my butt. So while but, you're uh, while you're telling me about this, go ahead and take a bite of the beef jerky, my boy. Okay, <laughs> I have to go get. I have no more beverage here, so go and do a short little commercial break. You have you have bourbon. I'm I've right next bourbon. to the kitchen. I'll go I'm ahead right next to the kitchen. All right, I'll go ahead and I'll do the first review. Uh, in honor of Mr. Holmes of Seattle, uh, which hopefully you're taking care out there, buddy. Um, I'm not going to chew this into the microphone. Oh, God. Hopefully not. Hopefully not chew it into the microphone. Um, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Show me your mouth. Uh, oh, yeah. It's in there. It's in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> there are seeds all over this guy. I know, and that's the hardest. That, that's the hottest. Oh, ever. <laughs> it's, it's a kicker. <laughs> uh, maybe we should not have did this at the beginning of the show. Well, here's the good thing about this. I um, was walking up her with a big jug of bourbon, and um, oh, and then decided Look. maybe I will get some water because I don't want to chug all of the bourbon. Mm. Oh my Man. God, Brian! You just ate. How much of that did you just eat? Like a piece of bacon. <laughs> You would, you would, I'd say, uh, an eighth of the bag right there. Oh my god! Yeah, you're gonna start sweating here pretty soon, buddy. Oh, oh. <laughs> what is this again, Brian? Walk me through what we're eating here. Uh, um, uh. Walk me through it, Brian. You, you seem like you were a okay with it. The Carolina Reaper. Is the hottest pet? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this carnivore candy, creeping oh. reaper. It is interesting because it's kind of sweet when you first bite into it. That's yeah, why it they call it. You. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How's that sweet tea? Is that it's sweet not, tea? It's really tea. Oh my god, my freaking tongue, dude. <laughs> Don't get another mic, a-hole. That's mine. Oh. I can't believe you ate. Just like Brian, always just diving all the way into it. Uh, you know what I found helps? You know what I found helps? If you eat another big bite, that oh. typically helps. Go ahead and just eat another big bite. And then I want you to tell me about. You really think it'll help? I want you to tell me. Give me my fucking tongue, man. I want you to tell me about your mental health right now. I want you to take it seriously. So, I will. I, I will. I will listen and eat. Okay, it does help by eating it. Oh yeah, yeah. It really masks it, Jeremy. I'm so sorry. We're we're totally chewing in the microphone. All right. So, holy shit! <laughs> Tell me all I'm about your mental health. So right bad. I'm sweating. Uh, yesterday was bad. It was Easter, and of course, holidays are always hard for me. Especially, I couldn't even go home and see my my family. That's an added uh, wrinkle there, because usually you may not be able to see your daughter, but you can go see your family or something. That's exactly right. I, I can't see any of. Them. Oh my god, guys! This is so bad. Uh, mm, side topic. <laughs> Since soup chickened out, I will be getting the Brazilian wax. Oh, is that right? I mentioned it, you know, just jokingly on Facebook, but now it appears that people will not be happy until it's done. And oh my God, my tongue. <laughs> but but how were you holding up yesterday? We didn't have your family. Um, it's Easter. It's a big thing. I'm getting bumps on my tongue. <laughs> You're that avoiding the conversation. <laughs> Maybe bourbon uh, Dude, I have bumps on my tongue. I've always said you had bumps like a truck. Uh, <laughs> oh my! This God. is going to make for better video than audio. I apologize to. Ha! Ah, uh, it hurts to talk. I know. <laughs> 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 Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brian, better this is a bad today. idea. I'm better today, but I'm exhausted. Ah. I'm exhausted. I gotta get some food on this thing. Pause the show. Go to music. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Oh. oh, what a pussy. I found that bourbon helped quite a bit. Um, I'm going to be okay. Uh, so, Brian, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done it as a bit. Maybe I shouldn't have done it as a bit, so I apologize. But um, Brian talked to me yesterday, and he said that uh, things were kind of kind kind of, of dark and dreary, uh, so I thought this might cheer him up. But uh, clearly it didn't. Oh, God. I'm trying not to wipe my eyes with my fingers right now. I feel oh, like that's going to be the worst thing to do. Oh. But Brian, I was I was worried about you yesterday, and we came up with a plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> you want to explain the plan? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff is tricky, man, because that that first bite is nice and sweet. Yeah, why is my nose bleeding? Now? <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> why did oh. it make my nose bleed? <laughs> <laughs> is it really bleeding? Yes. <laughs> is your nose really bleeding? <laughs> Oh. oh my god, my glasses are steaming up. Okay, so uh it's it's official. This stuff is really hot. Really, really hot. What is this? I can't see. Oh my god, that's blood. 
Oh. Brian, are you okay? <laughs> what did you do to me, man? <laughs> You're going to be okay. Oh. Why do I, I want to eat another piece so bad? It starts out so sweet. It's, and it's like me. It starts out sweet and innocent and leaves you with bumps. <laughs> what, are you do, what are you doing? Is that turkey? Yeah, turkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So that was a bad idea. Yeah. I apologize to everybody, especially to Jeremy Holmes for uh, showing on the microphone. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. Uh, my nose is running, too. Well, oh you God. have a visceral reaction to that. So our plan for your mental health is this weekend, it's my birthday. I know we're not all supposed to be getting together and stuff, but oh, um, they really sit out together in, in more uh, groups of more than 10, right? Um, so the plan is for you to come over to our house. You don't stop anywhere. You get, the plan now. He- you get here, you hop in the shower. Yes. And you take your clothes and you throw them outside in the yard and you put on some clean clothes and we're going to hang out for everyone's mental health just us three. We're not going to be, you know, playing beer pong, stuff no. like that. Some people might think it might be hypocritical uh, because of the stuff that we said last episode about how, you know, people aren't supposed to be getting together. Uh, However, there is something to be said about mental health as well, about um, what this type of thing can do to someone uh, who is isolating, uh, somebody who is a social butterfly who is isolating. Um, it That's not healthy either. So we're going to take the precautions. And uh, stay six feet away from each other, even when you're in the house. And we're going to disinfect and we're going to do all the good stuff. And um, hopefully later that evening, make sweet, sweet love to each other. That sounds great. But dude, the burning won't stop. Just when I think it's over. <laughs> well, the burning, hopefully um, none of that happens after the weekend as well. I because... ate a whole box of turkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, you know what? This is one of those bits that got bad for a little bit, but then kept going on for so long that it came back to good again. Okay, I hope so, but so anyway, to the Brazilian wax. Yeah, um, the Brazil- you I, successfully I, avoided having a conversation about your mental health. Oh, no. I didn't. It was bad. <laughs> but I'm burning now. That's all I can focus on. Um. So you're going to do the Brazilian wax? Who's going to do this for you? I'm not. I've had two people volunteer to do it, and I've had Evan offer to pay to do it. Oh, so like, for real, for real. Yeah. And I if it's anything like your beard, you're in trouble. Man, my beard is out of control, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. I, I haven't been. I, I see you just shaved your whole head. That's great. It's a good look. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my hair is and beard are out of control. Man, my mouth, guys. We should have did this later. <laughs> that was part of the fun of it. What did I do with the bag? Where'd the bag go? Does this stuff get legs and walk off? I think it might have it might have burned itself through the floor. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know where it went. <laughs> maybe okay. maybe you ate the whole thing, because I saw. <sighs> I saw how aggressive you were with it. <laughs> get right up there on the uh on the old camera there. Let me see. <sighs> it's not looking good, Brian. Dude, it's so red and so bad. <laughs> I think we might have to amputate. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right guys no so clearly we yeah. have no uh we have no priority to the show we don't have a, a run list we're just we're just going so the brazilian wax explain yeah, to yeah. explain to the listeners what a brazilian wax is for those well actually I, I said it and i really should have researched it before I opened my mouth apparently it's the whole entire from the basically the base of the balls it's the whole entire taint yeah all the way up to my butthole yeah yeah you didn't know that beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Did you think it was just like your thighs? 
had no idea. It was just sounded Brazilian. It sounded, you know, cool. <laughs> yeah. Because it was so Brazilian. But now, ugh, oh man, I'm a little worried about it. So so we, ha- we have a benefactor, somebody who is willing to pay. And you yes. have somebody who's willing to step up and do it. Now, this person who's willing to step up and do it, are they professional? Uh, one One is just like, hey, I have this stuff in my house. Let me do it. Um, that's the old TTP is, way. That's what we did with soup. Exactly. So. And the other one's like, Hey, I do this for a living. It's called a Gucci bag. Let's get it done. Okay. Let's go with the Gucci bag. Uh, yeah. And I said, Oh my God, I'm going to have a Gucci gooch. <laughs> <laughs> a Gucci gooch. Imagine how styling I'm going to be in the summer showing off my shiny, smooth gooch. All right. Now, uh, Evan, if you're willing to pay for it, then I'm willing to pay the extra for the vanity gooch. Whoa. Where she actually puts TTP into your chode. Like bedazzled? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what she does. <laughs> okay, let's do it. No. If it's a close-up picture. It's not really <laughs> offensive. <laughs> People will have no idea what it is. Like, yeah, as long as you don't see the sack or the hole, if it's just like the, the real estate between those areas, nobody right. really know. And it's going to be pretty. We'll do the before and after. And we'll, all we'll say, Ooh. we'll do the before <laughs> and after. And why, why am I foaming out of the middle? <laughs> you? So the before and after <laughs> will look like the Brazilian rainforest getting wiped out. It's the same type of thing. That's why they I call it the Brazilian. I'm all about getting rid of the rainforest. That's right. where a lot of dangerous animals live. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> You've always been anti-rainforest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, anytime you have like, if, if there's a snake that's big enough to kill me and I don't care if it's a small poisonous snake or one that's going to try and squeeze me and eat me, I want them all dead. Right, right. You've been on the John Voigt side of that thing for a long time. Big time. Anaconda. Big time. Thank yes, you. Yes, exactly. That movie's <laughs> a true story. It is a true story. <laughs> I don't <sighs> like them. I don't like them. So, but um, yeah, it's going to happen. Well, good for you. Um, I'm I'm happy that you're going to go through with this. Well, and you and and here's the second part, Jeremy. What? You Wait. Kind of, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> you're involved. <laughs> how how on earth am I involved? Well, you mentioned in the thread that you were going to bring the camera. Oh, because I now do. Yeah, everybody yeah. is like, oh my God, yes, make sure. I mean, like people who don't even watch the, or listen to the show yet <laughs> want to see this. Oh so, yeah, of course they do. They, I said, we will record my face, but not the business end of this deal. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, well, hey, it depends on how much they pay for that. Yeah, there you go. That'll be our our, our bonus package, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, what do you want to get to? Do you want to get to our voicemails? How do you want to set this up? You had more to do with the voicemails than I did. Well, uh, here's the thing. Um, I'm just kind of like everybody's been listening to our um, experiences during this time. And yeah. Um, so I just figured, you know, I'd, I'd extend an invitation to some this week and, and, uh, how, how it goes today, extend an inv- invitation to some for next week, just so we can kind of have some backseat drivers on this show, uh, just so we can gotcha. kind of hear everybody else's life, you know, so it's, it's not just, it's not just about us, Jeremy, not so, usually. so they say, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So what we have here are people's general reactions to, uh, COVID to the quarantine to essential workers. Uh, yeah, I said it could, it could be about your work, if you're essential or not essential. How has that changed? How do you feel about it? Okay. Uh, maybe it's just like a funny thing you've noticed in your day to day life, like uh, some 
something that has come up that has challenged you or made you laugh or even upset you. Okay. And I just ask people in a real generic fashion to go ahead and hit us up. Uh, unbeknownst to you, you just start getting hit with emails bing, of voice files. Bing, yeah, like, and, and I'm like, hey, uh, you, you have mail. Check. Yes. And, you have mail. And um, have I, mail. I was very happy with how um, how – people were definitely willing to to jump in and join the fun. So, so here we go. Uh, let's get into some of these here. So I'm just going to kind of go from as as they came into, in, into me, okay? So I'm deemed essential. Essential to what? Well, I'm a welder, and welders are essential. Essential to the infrastructure, transportation, and energy of this country. <laughs> I make ramps. <laughs> for food trucks that haven't even been built yet but oh man they figured out a loophole just like everybody else did that has welding and manufacturing it's for the infrastructure uh you're essential so i'm essential to this economy which means i mean something <laughs> Pay me like I mean something. Then. How come I'm making the same amount? How come everybody's getting six hundred plus dollars a week on their uh, unemployment to stay at home? To which I'd love to do, mind you. I was locked up for seven years. I can stay at home, trust me, and not be bored. I would love it. There's things that I need to get done around the house, but understandable. My job thinks I'm essential, whether or not there's a COVID nineteen crisis going on. So I have to show up to work every day. Uh, but there's a pandemic going on. There's a crisis, which means that you can die. So people are advised to stay at home. And with it, with, without being in a six foot radius of each other. Well, the, the, why am I forced to go to work to build ramps so that I can die? <laughs> that makes no sense at all. You guys are fucked up. Interesting. So, so you know, in, in Dallas you know, has a pregnant fiance at home and a baby in the house. I right. mean, so he's concerned about that. And, and those concerns are valid. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he had, he obviously had some humor in there, um, but he also had some, he speaks to some real fear, right? Yes, um, for sure. I, I can't imagine what I'm going to the office every day too. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm essentially managing the essential workers. So yes. I don't have to be there, but somebody has to be there to manage them. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not, I'm not, but I also, you know, it's just me and my wife at home. I don't come into contact yes. with my parents. Uh, I don't come into contact with people who are immunocompromised. So I'm, I'm okay with that, but I can only imagine if I, if you start adding elements in there, you've got yeah, a sure. kid, you've got sure. a wife who Certainly. is pregnant, who that is an immunodeficiency right there. <laughs> just being pregnant, yeah. uh, is, is, no is an issue. So that's, that's scary, man. Um, it's interesting getting these perspectives. Um, there's, that's God. actually, you know, one of the uh, one of the malfunctions in the female species is that uh, they're able to Dude. be pregnant. Venerable producers of Try to Podcast <laughs> acknowledge that Brian's humor can be offensive, and the only reason Jeremy is laughing is not because he agrees, but because he can't control himself. That's right. <laughs> Where am I beef jerky going? What another piece? <laughs> you okay? Well, speaking of uh, of a female. Uh, we have one from Amy in Memphis. Hey, y'all. Hey, it's Amy of Earbuds and Earworms. 
Nice plug. In Memphis, nice. Tennessee. Very good. Very good. Which is Love not it. Nashville, and my accent is not that southern. Oh. But I am an essential worker, not because I make a podcast, but because I work in the hospital in an ICU. Which is terrifying. So being an essential worker is, I guess, somewhat frustrating because I everybody else has all this time to actually homeschool their children appropriately and exactly. you know spend time cooking and doing all their things. But I go to work and essentially work is essentially, almost the well, same yeah, except for I have to wear tons and tons and tons of sweaty gear all day long and PPE. i breathe in my own co2 for Good. 12 and a half hours oh. uh, and if i'm not doing that i'm on a different floor where my regular icu has been moved and i have no idea where anything is because policies change and we keep getting moved all over the place and i feel <sighs> like that is the same for any essential worker situation because policies no change as the situation evolves and um yeah, like it's just very discombobulating. Now, as a nurse nice in this word. situation, I do need everyone to stay the the hell home because for a week Memphis decided that it was perfectly fine to stay home, but then they're all just going about doing their own regular thing and like coughing and sneezing uh. on each other. And what you do now is going to like, you know, show in two to three weeks when you get sick and you either end up on a ventilator or you do not, but you will be spreading this ridiculous, um, like pandemic making it worse. So the reason the numbers look less bad than they did before was because we shut down for a bit, but we just have to continue doing that. And I want everyone to do that because I don't want to see anybody on event and it sucks so stay home stay home even though i can't because i would love to stay home and wear pajamas <laughs> which are the same as scrubs but they don't have a logo on them <laughs> bye bye thank you so much amy oh god okay so to to soak all that in um she reminded me of a meme that I read the other day. The spread of COVID-19 is based on two factors, how dense the population is and how dense the population is. Yes. Right. It's a double yes. entendre. Um, but also, I first of all, I could imagine being on the front lines like that. Like that's the literal front lines. They are, they are seeing the people as they're coming in. She's in the ICU. These are the people who are the worst of the worst. She's, she is on the front lines and then having to come home and teach their children. Yeah, I, could could you um ah, okay? I I can only imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine because I get stressed out. I'm at work. I'm doing these Zoom conferences with people, and I I hear kids screaming in the background, which is totally fine, obviously, because they're being forced to work from home. But um, it just reminds me, like, oh my god, that's a factor that I haven't even thought of. I get uh, yeah, to... it's a whole it's a whole other level. Like like even tonight, getting off of work and doing this show, we're both exhausted, but we're doing it. Yeah, but it's nothing compared to uh, you know trying to raise a child on top of all this. A child, oh, whatever. Is... I mean, like this show is a child, Jeremy. It's like it we are doing this is our child. <laughs> it is a very like, immature child <laughs> who deserves punishment from time to time. Yeah, faux show. Um, and it's driving me to drink. 
So do it. Mm -hmm. I drink a Zevia cream soda and a tea because I had some beef jerky <laughs> that lit my mouth on fire. But I can't. I, I again, I, I can. I can only imagine. Can only imagine getting off work, having to teach your kids, and 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 then having to take your dog on a walk and having to do all of this other stuff on top of saving the world. Yeah, and, and that's so. So she's like. um saying that in a way she wishes that she could be non-essential for a week just to have some of that time. Like Dallas was yeah, saying with the, with, with the, with the work on the house and she has the homeschooling she wants to do. Right. I mean, you know, we, we all have friends right now who are non-essential and you'll see at like 10 30 in the morning that they're posting on YouTube that they're binge watching Ozarks right now. Like, right. God dang, that sounds incredible. Yeah. It sounds but, incredible. But at the same but time, if you're in their shoes, they, they want to go to work. Most of them do. I would say most yeah, of them do. Yeah. I think there are a few imagine, out there. that are just... Imagine when these people who are working from home have to start working eight hours again, man. Yeah. We're going to hate it. Well, we're, we're going to be it. in for a, a really weird time after all this is over. It's going to be bizarre. I wonder if I social can't distancing will become kind of like a habit and people will still stay away from each other. No, I don't think so. I no, I had all these lofty. I, I know I had all these lofty goals for what's going to happen after, and I don't think it's none of it's going to happen. Everybody's going to be ready to get out of here. That and don't guys, they're they're talking extending this another two to three weeks uh, at some point. But you do realize, like the day that they say, okay, you know, you guys can go back out, it's not going to be like. And by the way, the NBA is starting back up again. And all those concerts you wanted to do, that's going to happen again. No. It's going to be months and months of rollbacks on this thing. It's not just going right. to, it's not going to happen just all at once. We're not just all of a sudden going to get to go to rage against the machine one weekend and then Foo fighters the next weekend. That's just, yes, you know, it's not going to happen Two random bands that are coming to mind right now. Um, mm -hmm. that I didn't just happen to have freaking tickets for, but, uh, yeah, so don't think that we're just always going to like flood the gates and everybody's going to be out there doing stuff again. It's going to be, you know, okay, now you can gather with 20 people and now you can yes. gather with 50 people and now 100 and it's going to it's going to be a very long time before we're able to go out and actually do what we used to do again. That's exactly right. <sighs> it's interesting. I think we're living in very inter interesting times and we're going to be uh, telling grandchildren about this. I don't have kids, but I, people will be telling grandkids oh, about I mean, this. I'm going to be telling some people's grandkids about it. Like, exactly. and like who is this guy? Get him away from me. <laughs> it was Tell just last month. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> so next so I'm I'm lucky enough to work from home as it is. Well, this is Jesse. This guy's a voice. Yeah. How this has affected me is kind of whiny. It seems strange to to talk about the anxiety that I feel because I'm safe. My income hasn't been affected. Things are still as they were before the coronavirus. But it is weird to me that th through, even though I work from home, normal, all the time, I'm home 90%, 95% of my life, I just spend in my home studio or in the house. And because now I have to be home, <laughs> yep, exactly. I feel like I'm trapped in, in yep. the house. I'm trapped. Like I, I want to go out, even though that's <laughs> never the case ever before. <laughs> so it's it's a weird childish impulse that because I have to, I don't want to. But it's manifesting itself as what I can only describe as like anxiety. It's fucking super, super weird. So 
I totally get it. That's that's all I got. Thanks, Jesse. That's uh, Jesse. Thanks, you guys. <clears throat> Jesse from my dad with Dollamore. He hosts that with Brittany Page, uh, his lovely wife. Um, it's a fantastic show. You guys should check it out. Uh, also, by the way, dang it, that's <clears throat> his, that's his wife. Yes, you a hole. <laughs> the different last name threw me off. Man, I was about to send him a message. He usually had a boyfriend. Mark that off. I'll mark that one off the list. COVID is really ruining your day. It really <laughs> is. Way to go, Jesse. Nice work. And by the way, um, so so that's that's Jesse and, from my dollar with Dollamore, and then Amy from before that. She is from uh, Earbuds and Earworms. And my God, <clears throat> manifesting itself with a phlegm. Excuse me. Oh, that's that's from the hot peppers. That's I think it might pe- be. Good yeah, God. yeah, it gets a little sinuses going. So, so uh, earbuds and earworms uh, premieres on uh, different days of the week. Sometimes uh, Jesse's show comes on. It's two on, times uh, a week. Uh, yeah, just just uh, listen, subscribe, uh, and every time it's available, you'll get it. What the hell? <clears throat> you okay, Jeremy? I don't know. I feel like uh, I'm coming Is down. It with backfiring something. on you? Maybe. Uh, so it's interesting what he has to say about how. His life, he works from home, and nothing has really changed. But it's there's still anxiety, right? Yes. There's still massive anxiety. And it, it speaks to something to me about uh, just not being able to do something. Um, you said this before, too. Just because you can't do it, suddenly you want to do it. And, and exactly what is right. it? It's like, it's like like the dog who finally catches the car. What are you going to do with it? Like if you, if, he, if you go out right now, what are we going to do? Nothing. Nutty. The stuff that we want to go to is closed. That's right. If you want to go to the local bar, like uh, Friday nights, our tradition is to go to Tanner's. Yeah. I, could, I could go to Tanner's, but nothing is going to happen. That's right. That's nothing, right. nothing is there. I can't do anything. I can't go in there. I can't order a drink. I can't get the sausage platter to go. So it's just interesting because you feel like it's the fear of missing out, but you're not. You're not missing out on anything. It's just that there's nothing out there. And I think that might be what's giving some people anxiety. It's giving me anxiety of just like, God, like there's, there's literally nothing happened. Like I can't, there's, there's nobody is doing anything and I'm not missing out on anything. And yet somehow I'm getting anxiety from missing out on everything. I, that's exactly how I feel. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. How bizarre. It's bizarre, Brian. I think I just said how bizarre it was. <laughs> I didn't know you wanted me Thank to you, Jesse. <laughs> enumerate on that. Somehow. How bizarre? How bizarre? I can't tell you how bizarre it is, no matter how many times you ask. Because <laughs> you said it twice. How bizarre? How bizarre? I get it. I get it. Brian, you're distracted right now. I'm sorry. I was I was making sure that I was still subscribed to his show, and I am. <laughs> Okay. There you go. Uh, so we've got, uh, I'm not sure who this is from, but it says uh, Essential Twerker. So I like that. We'll see what we have here. here Everybody's so upset about this stay-at-home order, non-essential workers, quarantine thing. I don't really see what all the hubbub is about. I mean, <laughs> everybody's drinking now. I've been drinking. Getting <laughs> my underwear home. This is a pastime for me, my favorite pastime. You know, I have no problem with that. It's uh, basically based on the fact that I have no self-esteem and very little pride. But, you know, I'm cool with that. It's fine. I do like that it was called uh, Essential Twerker. And nothing about twerking was mentioned in that. No, well, he twerks. Does he? My buddy Preston, yeah. 
that's hilarious. But I mean, as far as drinking goes, mine hasn't upticked that much AKA at all. AKA Jeff Bridges, AKA. Oh, is that him? Um, yeah. That's um, funny. No, but uh, <laughs> I knew he's just doing nothing but hanging out and drinking right now. So I figured I said, just tell me about your experiences. And that's pretty much it. He's like, what do you mean? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, uh, pandemic. What? What? So <laughs> it's, it's a what he's, now? He's he's definitely on the other end of the spectrum. There, he's just he's just uh, living it up, just like he was before. Not giving a oof. Uh, yes. So now we've got uh, one of our most loyal listeners. Hey guys, it's Evan. Hey Evan, I'm uh, on the road being deemed essential. I've been thinking about what it means to be essential in this time. What everyone is dealing with in regards to being deemed essential or non-essential. Both Kelly and I are still working. The biggest issue we have is care for our boys. Our boys attend the pre a preschool that is run through the school district. So that is closed at this time. Some might say send them to daycare, but available spots at daycares for children under five are very few. Yeah, far between right now in this climate. So Kelly's going to have to flex her hours at her job, which means Kelly is staying home with the boys during the day and then going to work until midnight. My beautiful wife, she's my hero. If you've ever had to deal with two small boys that love to beat on each other, (laughs) you understand. (laughs) Thank you for being a rock star and not going too crazy on me, babe. Also... You don't have to keep coming up with projects for me to do when I get home. <laughs> As for me, I have to travel out of state daily, driving five to 600 miles a day. I come home. I come into contact with many people that could have this and then turn around and potentially bring it back into my home, Ugh. risk infecting my, my family. Man. That's the hardest part for me in this time. Kelly and Connor, they both have uh, respiratory issues. Making them more susceptible to risk and severe reactions to it. It scares me to think that I could be the reason they get sick. Uh. I've always had a great immune system myself. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about my family. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad we both still get close to our full paychecks. I don't know how everyone is dealing with not working and filing unemployment. That has to suck too. Just know that being essential isn't either, isn't easy either. Stay safe out there, and if you have to go out, and hopefully soon, we can go back to normal and be safe, everybody. Well said, Evan. Appreciate that. That was great. That was great. Man, that's tough, right? Because isn't that the the crux of all of this? That yeah, for the most part, our, our, our listeners, um, we're, we're at least an age where most of us would be okay for this. There are some people, you know, upper, upper respiratory issues that um, would definitely have some issues. But the issue is not us, me, you, Sarah, producer Sarah. It's not, you know, it's not Jesse. It's not Evan. It's not Amy. It's everybody else, right? So for once, That's we right. as a society are actually trying to look out for others. And maybe... You know, by the law of, of developing good habits, whatever law that is, I can't remember what it is, but if you do something for 21 days, it becomes a habit, and maybe, just maybe, we might come out of this thing thinking about others more. Maybe. That's right. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Probably not. 
I'm going to hedge my bets on that one. But <laughs> look, I, I haven't volunteered in years. Uh, it's been a long time. Um, I, you know, with the show, we've done things that um, have uh, helped charities. So in some aspect, I have helped with charities in the last couple of years. But uh, I had the trip to the Bahamas planned. And right now, uh, since we're not going, my wife had a wonderful idea. She said, why don't you just volunteer? And I was like, oh, my God. That's <laughs> why haven't I thought about that? Because I'm a selfish prick. That's why um, I want to do stuff like that. But for some reason, it just didn't pop into my head. And she's like, why don't you volunteer? And I said, you know what? That's a very good idea. So I have narrowed it down to a couple couple places I want to volunteer. Um, one of them is like a harvest type thing where you go out and you pick, um, you know, fruits, vegetables, wherever, whatever farm I end up getting assigned to. And I, I pick out there for like four hours and I bring it to a food bank and then help distribute it. Um, so are you saying that you're going to be going somewhere and picking crops for free? <laughs> yes, Brian, I'm saying that. Okay, like for a plantation or a farm? <laughs> no, it's a volunteer program. Yeah, are you familiar with oh, the term volunteer? Sure it was. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this scam before. It's As called... a matter of fact, we wouldn't have the NBA without it. <laughs> oh my god what um no i, I so i ought to look up the program it's called indentured service indentured oh, okay service. that's exactly <laughs> what they called slavery after slavery i'm kidding um the other one is maybe something that's more up your alley since uh you uh, like to make jokes um is calling rest homes Oh, that'd be great. And having conversations with the elderly. Hey, Mr. Thompson, how are you? Hey, I was calling to let you know that your results came back <gasps> positive. You only have a month to live. <gasps> Just kidding. <laughs> Lost it. Hey, I'm really knocking them dead over here. <laughs> anyway, give me the next one. What do you say, Mrs. Johnson? <laughs> Keep smiling and dialing. Give me another one. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, right? <laughs> Um, no, but like they, you get like a list of like 15 questions that are like starter questions and then you, you kind of go from there and I'm like, I can do that. That is something I can do. Great one. Yeah. And I don't have to like get out and risk. I mean, granted, if you're volunteering, you're going to a farm and you're taking it to a food bank, that's almost like an essential volunteerism, I guess is what you, that's true. I mean, all right. You can send them like a card and, you know, cough on it and kiss it before you send it to them just to make it more personal. (laughs) Yeah, they don't all land like you thought they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I think that's that, that's probably where I'm, I'm leaning. Um, and the reason why I bring it up on this podcast is not to it's not virtue signaling. It's so that I do it. Right. Because yeah, I, sure. I yeah. have a tendency yeah, you put of, it out there. Now you got to do it. Yeah. Just I, like got to held accountable. You, you will help the old folks. And then I will I what I will do to help the world is I will mow down my chode with wax strips. That's right. While eating creeping reaper my nose stuff. is still running and i have no idea where that stuff ran off and hit at. <laughs> i'm scared it's gonna crawl in my mouth like a spider when i'm sleeping <laughs> we had one more uh from a, a wonderful benefactor um who uh paid us a lot of money not to chew into the microphone which i'm sorry uh i'm sorry yeah, I am sorry. I did not do it. And if I'd have known that that's what was in that package, I'd have thrown it away instead of didn't show up. And to be fair, you knew what you were getting into, Holmes. You knew. True. Here True. we go. Jeremy True. from Seattle. Hey guys, uh, Jeremy here. 
Long-time listener, first-time caller. You <laughs> might remember me as the Jeremy that paid you guys $50 to never eat on the air again. Which, by the way, I feel like you're flying a little bit close to the sun on that <laughs> one with the last two shows. Like I said, we'll talk about that later. I, I didn't know that was on Yeah, I wanted to share a little bit about my home life uh, now that we're experiencing all this coronavirus stuff. And first and foremost, I have to say that I just want to like acknowledge the fact that I am in an extremely good position, much better than a lot of frogs? people in this country um, financially. And, you know, I still have a job and like, I kind of feel like that makes it so I'm not like none, none of my problems are real problems compared to a lot of the problems people are experiencing. Let me say that. Sounds beautiful though. So yeah, I don't know. That's the whole thing that I'm trying to figure out. But so I'm going to pause right there. That's like survivor's guilt almost. Right. Yeah, it is like feeling, feeling bad because like, well, I feel bad even though I'm not going through nearly as bad of a, of a time as, as everybody else. Interesting. I live with uh, my wife, thankfully, my <laughs> and uh, uh, my nine-year-old daughter. And, uh, you know, we have – everybody has their own – well, no, everybody doesn't have their own bedrooms. My daughter has her own bedroom, and I uh, share one with my wife. But That's good. what we've done to get through this whole thing is we've just decided to split up the house into basically like three separate countries. Um, and right now, all of those countries are – getting along just fine trade relations are looking good <laughs> um, you know pl- plenty of uh, plenty of cooperation going on between the three countries now if stuff starts to get bad batten down the hatches you know tighten up the borders put up a little wall <laughs> like maybe an emotional wall and uh there you go you know you start got to make passports to get back and through border inspections you know Everybody kind of gets to set their own boundaries that way. So I have sequestered myself to the garage. Uh, my wife kind of has the middle floor area, definitely our bedroom. Um, <laughs> and then my daughter has her room and kind of the living room, shared territory with Christy, I guess. And then, uh, and then of course, um, Elliot has the backyard. So that's kind of how we're getting through it. Um, and Jeremy has a neighborhood. He just walks so around. So I put, uh, I actually, <laughs> probably because I was avoiding work, but I built a desk in my garage with some wood that I had and then some uh, some wood that I maybe salvaged from a construction project behind our house. <laughs> so I built my garage, or I built, <laughs> I built a desk in my garage, <laughs> and uh, I sit in there and open up the garage door while I work and look out. <laughs> Talk to my neighbors when they walk by at an uh, inappropriate distance, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. But really, a couple big takeaways from all of this. Um, well, I have a lot of rage and um, <laughs> brewing inside me, but we're not going to get to that on this show because you guys' the show seems pretty lighthearted most of the time. Oh, thanks. So a uh, couple big takeaways. First of all, I cannot believe – how easy it was. Well, actually, I can believe how easy it was for on the flip of a switch to be able to to my entire company was work from home. Oh, yeah. Almost no impact on the company. And we probably pay twenty thousand dollars a month for our offices downtown. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I just don't understand it. Um, this whole pandemic thing is exposing a lot of uh a lot, 
a lot of stuff, a lot of bullshit that has oh, existed yeah. under the surface and is now <laughs> kind of being laid bare. Uh, I guess the ridiculousness of offices for a big chunk of jobs that don't need to be there is one of them. Uh, and the other one I will say, again, this is kind of the positive one, <laughs> is I have actually really, really enjoyed life slowing down, ah. not having stuff to go to, you know, seemingly every minute. Um, and I think about that in, in a lot of other respects, I really hope that things don't go back to the way they were. Ah, interesting. I would be totally okay with living my life differently. And, uh, I hope, I hope that, I mean, obviously it's going to have its impact on the world forever. Um, but I hope that there's some good that can come out of it too. And I hope that we can step away from, uh, some of the grossness <laughs> okay that's what i get for trying to sound smart but <laughs> <He> went, <laughs> you know what i mean uh, he went down an alley where he didn't have yeah. a final word <laughs> maybe we can finally get over all this grossness <laughs> i'll let him i'll let him wrap up <laughs> so yeah it's been really nice i feel more connected with my family with uh weirdly enough with my friends getting on zoom calls or whatever yeah i kind of resent the fact that it's just Zoom. Like everybody just calls it Zoom now, and that's just becoming the thing, even if it's not Zoom. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I yeah. just wish they would say, like, video call, even though Zoom is the best. <laughs> anyway, all right. I'm just blowing We like the on. Zoom. Um, uh, oh, yeah. This is all courtesy of a 2 a.m. walk, and I hear some rad frogs up ahead. So I'm going to record that. You guys can listen to it. I've just heard like, frogs the whole time. Moment. I know. I thought and, you were liking uh, the last 10 night. minutes of Magnolia. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That was long, but I appreciate all of that because it took me on a little emotional roller coaster of having the survivor's guilt at the beginning and then having the moment of realization. First of all, having the quarantine, they're taking it seriously at the Holmes home. Holmes home. No doubt. Where each of them have a different level. That's that's some stuff. Don't let producer Sarah hear about that because I might get the basement and she'd get the rest of the house. Um, so, but but then... Uh, the frogs in the background was wonderful. and But also just the moment of realization there of like, wait a second, the corporate structure that we have and the corporate structure as we've known it isn't quite necessary. Um, that can bleed into, well, my commie views of maybe a 40-hour work week isn't necessary and maybe, you know, all this other stuff. But um, wanting to slow down, do you identify with that at all? Uh, yeah, I mean... I. I, I always want to slow down. Like, I feel like uh, I work too much. Right. I feel, uh, I mean, and at the same time, I, I, what one thing this, this has taught me is I, I don't need to spend a lot of money or whatever to enjoy myself or have fun. I mean, right. it's really, I've just kind of found joy in, in little things and simpler things. And, you know, it's been less expensive and not as much wasted money and, Right. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the, the minimalist lifestyle has been kind of cool in, in a way. Like, yeah, there's times that like I, you know, on certain days where it is rough, you know, being alone. But I, I realize now that I don't need to do that much to enjoy my life. Yeah, it's interesting. I've I've borrowed books from coworkers that I have every intention of reading, but it's baby steps. Right. Yeah, of <laughs> I course. haven't actually started reading it yet, but I'm gonna. Um yeah, it's interesting wanting to slow down. I, you know, I consider myself kind of a social butterfly, but at the same time, 
this hasn't been all that bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know where we're going to end up after all this, but I do find it interesting getting other people's perspectives. Um, and thank you guys so much. Everybody else, this was kind of a Kickstarter. Uh, we want to hear from everybody else as well. Uh, do me a favor. Try to keep it like under three minutes, though. Um, just, you know, for the, the flow of the show, I'm giving Holmes a pass mostly because we owe him some money back on that $50 yeah, donation do, he do gave us. <laughs> so we gave him a couple extra minutes. Okay. Yes. That's all. We gave him a couple extra minutes. Almost like he knew what was going to happen on this episode. So we gave him a couple extra minutes on that. And I have yeah, a feeling he, he nailed it, by the way. I've got a, it. I've got a second email from him. I have a feeling that's going to be mostly frogs. So we're going <laughs> to insert that at the end because <laughs> I'm interested to see what that's all about. Uh, you know what? I, I think there's a couple other ones that I had uh, scrolled away other places. But um, I think we've got uh, I think that's I think that's plenty. Anything else that's in there, we'll uh, we'll get to next week. Um, sure. And after all of that information, after that, that that crazy kind of emotional output that we had there, Brian. I think it's finally time to bring in a little bit of fun, a little bit of levity, a little bit of cable guy. Oh, yes. I, I have this friend, and, and he gave his cable guy $50, and then he got all the movie channels for free. Did you ever hear of anything like that? You mean illegal cable? Um, Yeah. Who told you that? What is his name? I want it. <laughs> oh, forget it. You're offering me a bribe. What you have just done is illegal. And in this state, if convicted, you could be fined up to $5,000 or spend six months in a correctional facility. Oh, I'll, 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 uh... I'll juice you up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Cable Guy. What do you remember from Cable Guy from like when it actually came out? Oh, man. I, uh... <laughs> Did you see it in theater? I, I, I don't think I did see that one because I, I was like one of the naysayers at first. So just thought, ah, it just really doesn't look like, you know, a Jim Carrey movie. And, right. And I don't know. It just, uh, you remember the rumors though, right. About it being, so Jim Carrey was the very first person to earn as a paycheck, $20 million on a film. Yes. It wasn't like behind the scenes, like, um, like, like Steven Spielberg got points on Jurassic park he got a $20 million paycheck, first one ever. So I think people thought that they were going to get like $20 million worth of Ace Ventura or The Mask. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right? So this is, uh, it's it's a, uh, let's see here, a recap here from IMDb says, a lonely and mentally disturbed cable guy raised on television just wants a new friend, but his target, a designer, rejects him with bad consequences. And I give you reviewer on imdb an f for that review because that is nothing about what this movie is matthew broderick what do you know matthew broderick from oh, everybody knows that's ferris bueller ferris and bueller. project x but project mostly x? right yes that's like mostly that, ferris and of course in glory which oh man what a yeah, great movie that that's was. a good one too and that was before this uh, but 1996 matthew broderick is kind of like what he's in a he's in a comedy with jim carrey He's playing a dude who just lost his girlfriend because he asked her to marry him. Yes. And she said no. And not only did he think he was going to go from, you know, hey, let's take the next step. Let's, you know, get a place to. No, they break up. He has to find an apartment all by himself. Jack Black is his best friend. 
Yes. Jack Black is his best friend who works at, at like a TV station or something like that. I couldn't quite gather. Yeah, I don't know. It what exactly? Like he's in production of some sort. Yeah, of some sort. And uh, Jack Black actually has uh, like the op- one of the one of his first lines um, is him basically setting up the entire flick within two minutes of the show. He says, "Hey, slip the cable guy a fifty, and he'll give you all the movie channels for free, even the dirty ones." And that sets up the entire film because Jim Carrey is the cable guy. And he comes over within 10 minutes of the opening uh, of the opening scene. And he is a crazy thirsty is what they would call him these days. Right? Yes. Dude, for sure. Thirsty. He needs a friend. He has to have a friend. Matthew Broderick is in his sights and he's going to take him. He's going to be charismatic. He's going to be nice. He's going to be like my, my wife. When the first time that I met her, she made me all sorts of baked goods. She was the coolest person in the world. She sucked me in. Brian, you're distracted. I'm getting work stuff right now. Jobs that people need to work on first thing in the morning, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's a noir movie directed by Ben Stiller. One of Ben Stiller's first films. Every single person from the Ben Stiller show, all of the main actors in that, make an appearance in this movie. Yeah, you have Janine Garofalo. I've got that here on my list. Uh, Wait, is that Jack Black? Yes, that's Jack Black. David Cross is in this. He's yes. uh, he's an exec who's at the pitch meetings, who's all the time. He's <laughs> yeah. really into Steven's pitch every time. <laughs> it's for an old. Oh, oh, my God. It's for the old people's home. And he's just like, oh, wow. Nice. Good pitch, Steven. Good job. Janine Garofalo. She's the bar wench at the uh, at the uh, Medi- medieval times scene. Uh, yes. She's fantastic. Uh, Andy Dick. He's the medieval times host. <laughs> when he's like right, they were all I forgot that they are all on his show. Oh yeah, all these guys were on a show. Uh, and and so this is a uh, peel back not peel back the curtain but maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves when Jim Carrey starts to reveal himself as being this evil person um they're at medieval times they get called up to the stage and Jim Carrey the lights shine on him and he's like, what, me, me, who, me? When you know five minutes later, he's done this a dozen times. Exactly right. He's not the first person he's drugged there. They've seen him there a million times. They've seen times. him there a million times. They all know his name. And uh, Andy Dick, there's a one point where Matthew Broderick's like, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, Andy Dick's like, come on, he means business. Get up here. Get on the horse. He means business. <laughs> he's like, everybody's scared of him. Exactly. Like, like he's like... <laughs> He means business, and, he means like business. and then it just goes awesome. And then uh, all of a sudden, for a second there, Matthew Broderick is feeling like uh, powerful, oh, yeah. masculine, and thinks maybe you know, maybe this is a good, maybe this guy is good. I I feel good now about my situation, right? And I want to get Where's into the- some of these big set pieces throughout the film, right? Uh, but I want to go. Uh, Owen Wilson is in this, yes, and a young unknown Owen Wilson, exactly. Uh, so. Getting back to this came out in 1996. I overlooked it. I, I wasn't interested in it. I had no interest whatsoever. I think in college I got into this. So we're talking like early 2000s. I had a guy I was on tour with with, with Wichita Children's Theater who was like, you ha- you haven't seen Cable Guy? Go back and watch this. Because he would quote it all the time. I'll juice you up. Stuff like, oh, Billy. And all sorts of stuff. And he, then and then you feel left out. Right. Because there, is, there are some good quotables. Great lines in here. So I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go check it out. And it was far enough into the future that I thought it was like a cameo from Owen Wilson. I thought he was a big popular person at the time, but no, it's just Owen Wilson getting the shit kicked out of in the bathroom. (laughs) 
<laughs> because Chip is trying to, he's trying to win Steven's affection by going and kicking the shit out of Owen Wilson, who's on a first date with Steven, Matthew Broderick's yes. ex-girlfriend. Goes in there and just beats the shit out of him in the bathroom. So then uh, Joel Murray, one of Bill uh, Bill Murray's brother, is one of the basketball players in here. Oh, Prue the Rule. He's got a million. Bill Bill Murray, Murray's got a million brothers. He's got nine, nine brothers. Uh, Sean Whalen. Okay, Sean Whalen. Do you have any idea who Sean Whalen is? No. He's the guy from the first Got Milk commercial. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. Hell you, where'd you dig that up? I just recognized him. I saw him and I said, oh my God, that's the guy. He's the guy who worked in the Alexander Hamilton Museum. In the, in the commercial. And and like they're like, all right, next up, next caller is going to be, uh, tell me who shot Alexander Hamilton. And he's like, that has this huge bite of peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter sandwich. It's like, Amber, Amber. And he reaches for the milk and it's empty. Yeah, that's that guy. That's that guy. He's in everything. Bob Odenkirk plays like his brother-in-law or something at the house. I love Bob Odenkirk. I think he just follows Dave Cross everywhere. He does. I love it. And then finally, last but not least, the one that got caught me off guard because he's in every almost everything that uh that, that that Jack Black does. Kyle Gass from Tenacious D is the couch potato at the very end when Chip is falling to his presumed death. Oh my god, yes. I I totally missed that part. <laughs> he's I the totally guy missed it. Who shuts off the TV and looks and there's a book He's like, hmm, I'm going to turn that little page there and see what's going on. It's Kyle motherfucking gas. What like, you know, what like a little portrait of what quarantine has been like. You're like, oh, I'm going to pick up a exactly, book Exactly, exactly. Give him a taste, KG. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little little bit of so, a Tenacious so, D fan here. So there's a scene um, it, uh, where, where uh, he's picking him up to take him to the satellite in the beginning, right? Thank you. Very beginning. Let's let's go back and talk about yeah. the big scenes. He's he's watching this thing. Uh, Tony Robbins has a commercial on TV. He's feeling down. Yeah. Tony Robbins is really seeing the things that are hitting all the points, you know, hitting all the points that could potentially save him from going down this crazy rabbit hole adventure. And he's picking up the phone to dial this book that could have <laughs> saved right. him. And, 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 and it could have... This could have gave him a healthy route instead yeah. of this wild. And then all of a sudden, hurk, hurk, and he puts hey! down the phone and he never makes the call. I'm thinking like, man, the movie could have taken a completely different avenue at that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, but no, instead he gets sucked into this psychopath's game. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So, so Jim, so Jim Carrey comes in and you have that iconic line, well, I'll juice you up. And, Matthew Broderick goes in and like takes a shower and he comes back out and all of the metal crates have been moved around the room. He's got the, the lamp in the perfect spot because this cable guy is taking this thing way too seriously. And he's like, I hope you don't mind. I moved a th- few things around. I had some noisy picks and humbars. There's no reason for me to know that line, but no, I have, no, not at all. I have said that so many times. Anytime somebody, I, 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 somebody will come in a room and I have my hand on something. I'm like, sorry, you had some noisy picks and humbars. They're like, what? And I'm like, never mind. Watch cable guy. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, Like immediately. I know what that is, but, uh, but all the little lines that he, that he says, um, Jim Carrey, as he's leaving, he gives him a, a customer comment card. He's like, please mail it in when I am done. It goes to me. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> A perfection Oh, his, his subtleties and, his, <laughs> and the way and everything like the, the mean, way you see the disappointment in his face. Even the grunt when he gets the yeah. tea out. Perfectionist. 
<laughs> He's yes, so, exactly. so I noticed angry. that. I was like, man, that's brilliant. Uh, I have notes here. Cable guy, uh, Chip Douglas, he's just so eager. So eager. Everything. He's just so eager. And you'll learn later on that the reason for this is because he was raised by cable TV. Yes. So yeah, he needs to make his, friends. His mother. I yes. saw on IMDb that the movie in the flashback, what they're watching, was uh, it's like some French movie about a jealous stalker. Wow. So even <laughs> even just this little reference there about his flashback was about him about learning how to be a stalker, essentially. Yes. So what you don't know as you're watching this unfold is the fact that Jim Carrey is the most technological stalker of 1997, 1996, sure, whatever he this was. is. He was. He had it locked down. He had it on lockdown. And then when he, when he, he takes Matthew Broderick out to the satellite. So that he can teach him all about cable and the future future of cable. Everything. And he nails it. Everything he talked about in 1996. You can play Mortal Kombat with your friends in Vietnam. It was perfect. Pitch perfect. They knew yeah, everything that was going that to now. happen. Was that? Did, uh, all that's happening. Everything. And that, was the, uh, that was great, you know, foresight by the writers. I mean, that was everything. I mean, now it just seemed like, duh. But back then it was like, oh, really? Will we? <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, so many lines. Uh, what's your favorite quote from the movie? Can you remember any, any of them? Oh, gosh. My favorite quote from the movie. I, I really... Man, okay. Well, I'll tell you some parts that really stand out to me. First okay. of all is... Uh, I never made a slam dunk before. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the basketball scene. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your help. After he just jumped off his freaking back. And, and, oh! Oh, you guys play here too? Like knowing damn well they play there all the time, and you've never been there. And somebody just went down with an ankle injury, right? <laughs> and oh, oh god, we need to get another one. And suddenly Chip Douglas walks in yeah. wearing wearing the high waters. He's got the he's got the shortest shorts. He's got the uh, the the sweatband on, and he's passing the ball back and forth to himself. Oh, you guys play here too? Weird. Better warm up, and I'll pull a hammy. <laughs> zippers the entire time so a little behind the scenes on this jim carrey cannot play basketball to save his life that's why you never see him dribble you never see him shoot you never see him do anything all you see him do is like run up jack black's back and yeah. dunk on him right um yeah. so one of my favorite lines uh, the throwaway lines you've got all the famous lines oh Billy, when he lifts his shirt up he's visiting him in uh -huh. prison but um there, there's. Oh, I tell you what, I got a clip for you. I'll just play it for you. So there's a moment when uh, Matthew Broderick is walking in after he's been out for a little while, and he's checking his messages, and he's got eleven messages, and he's very oh my excited. God, this is hilarious. About this. You have eleven messages. Oh, all right. <laughs> Steven, it's mom. Give me a call. I'm still your mother, you know. I'm getting on. Steven, call your mother. <laughs> hey, Steven, just checking in. Give me a ring. I'm at 555-4329. What's up, Deep? I'm at a payphone. Second voicemail. There, pick up. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. By the way, calling from a payphone. Okay, I'll be home later. Okay, I'm home. Give me a buzz when you get in. Pretty much all night. Hey, man. Me again. I was just taking a whiz. Thought you might have called. Okay, later. We're having ourselves quite a little game of phone, game of phone tag, here. tag here. There's no tag. It's all one side. I'm just blow drying my hair. This one. Uh, thought I heard the phone ring. Did that ever happen to you? Anyway, call me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you good? Your 
I think your machine is broken. Yeah, the, the last one there, he's like, I was just taking a shower, pulled down my hair, thought I heard a call. That ever happened to you? Well, give me a call. We'll talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, okay. Just, just anything he can to get a call back. I think something's wrong with your answering machine. Then the very last one, when he just goes, it goes, beep. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a society. <laughs> Where he realizes that, oh, my God. I have totally just effed everything up with this guy. Ugh. Exactly. One of the most uncomfortable answer machine scenes since Swingers. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, the other one, uh, the, another one is kind of a throwaway line to get back from going someplace. I can't remember where they were, um, but uh, uh, <laughs> Stephen says, I don't even know your name. And Chip Douglas says, it's Ernie Douglas, but my friends call me Chip. And there's a long pause. Yes. And Matthew Broderick goes, um. Okay. Bye. <laughs> he was wanting him to call him Chip so bad. I know, man. The Just look please, on please, his please, face. please validate. My um, friends hey, call me Chip. Hey, hey. Uh, no problem. I buy this time. You buy next time. <laughs> the <laughs> prostitute. By this time, I should. Yeah. Yeah. You know, girls like that don't go for guys like us. I mean, you brought. And that was another. I think a woman like that would hang out with us if we weren't paying. <laughs> We weren't paying, and Stephen's moment of realization again, like, "Oh my God, you got a prostitute! Right? Kid? She's gonna kill me. My girlfriend's gonna kill me." They're separated, right? Because yeah, he's trying we to get her back together. Yeah, we were on a break, um, and she, she's going on a date, so he was down. And, and and but but this was his one thing that made him think that you know what? Maybe I will be fine without her. Exactly. I mean, I just hooked up with that hot Heather chick. I mean, it's it's no big deal. I mean, I I'm gonna be fine. But nope, once again, it was just false reality. And that it was in, Chip's grand scheme. That entire scene leading up to that, because they had a party the night before where they were doing karaoke, and Jim Carrey was, when the truth is found to yes. be <laughs> Again, that bit right there. Stole that from the movie. Didn't even realize it for years that I was doing a Jim Carrey quote from The Cable Guy. But... He gets everybody together. There, there are people that are at this party. You don't even. You think they're just extras. They show up later because they're cops that arrest him later. Yes, they're their neighbors. It's, who yeah, are, it's it's his a whole entire network of people he owes favor that that, that owe him, owe him favors. favors, right? So they, they're they don't want to be there. No, they were all you know something. This game is so wide. Like how was he in so many places at once? Exactly because he is a cable guy. And back in 1996, the cable guy was everybody had a guy. Oh, I'll call yeah. my cable guy. Oh, my cable guy. Oh, you should talk to my cable guy. Like, like they, they took this concept of this guy who could juice you up and yes. give you something for back, back before Netflix, back before, before all this content was available yeah. via the internet. They were the gods. They, yeah. they, they held the key to everything. They did. They did. And, and they took this concept and just made this neo-noir comedy out of it. But that night when they're having all the fun, he's singing Jefferson Airplane and the hot chick shows up, who ends up being a prostitute. He's getting drunk with her. How about some tequila? Ooh, interesting. They have tequila together. And Jim Carrey, Chip, kicks in the door. He's got the Polaroid. He's taking pictures. Ha, 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 ha. And then later yep. on... When Steven starts to get back with his girlfriend, which, by the oh, way, yes. Judd Apatow's wife, they yeah, met on the exactly film. Right. Lisa, Leslie Mann they met on the film, met yeah. her at the, at the audition. So this is another part of pop culture where you're seeing a budding relationship because Judd Apatow was a producer and writer on this movie. Yeah. Um, later on, they're starting to get back together, facilitated by Chip Douglas, but he's trying to keep Steven under his arm. 
Of course. He's like, course. wouldn't want to defeat these photos. Son of a bitch. Now he has to behave himself at a party that is thrown at his parents' house that Chip comes in on and is acting like he is uh, the nicest guy in the world. And they start playing porno Pictionary? Porno. Yes. Yeah. Very, very, very dirty. It's not porno uh, Pictionary. Password. Por- password. Porno Password. And he's, he, Chip teams Steven up with his own mother. Where yes, he starts which having makes it super uncomfortable. Say nipple and stuff like that. Super yeah. uncomfortable. Matthew Broderick ends up punching him out at the end of the party, which by the way, Matthew Broderick, I counted, punched him in the face like three times. I don't know if Matthew Broderick has ever punched anybody in any movie. He's basically an action star in this film. He got in so many fights. Yeah, yeah. So he, many he fights. doesn't have he doesn't have it in him. He doesn't have it in him. He doesn't but, have it in him. But this is a story about a stalker who ruins Matthew Broderick's life. Completely yeah, ultimately, um, ultimately, Chip knows that if Steven gets back with his girlfriend, then their friendship's over. So right. he, he's only good to him when he's miserable, you know, and that's right. uh, so he wants to keep him that way. So uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We're not a recap podcast, but at, at the very end of the movie, um, there's a moment where they're they're back at the original place where they first met at the satellite for the cable company. They're in a fight inside the thing, and uh, Stephen punches Jim Carrey, Chip, in the face, and he hits him, and the, the, the camera pans back. He's like, and then he looks back at him, and he says, you're going to have to do better than that, Stephen. Stephen? My lisp! It's gone! Boom! Punches him in the face. You stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> His lisp is back. That was improv that was improvised. It was not part of the script. Jim Carrey just forgot about his lisp during that moment and then improvised the whole thing. The 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 second punch by Matthew Broderick, that was them improvising. He realized like, "Oh shit, this is this is the old bit. This is the yeah. old bit like, oh, I'm, I'm I I I lost my memory." And then you get hit in the head, boom, it's back. And then you get hit in the head again and it's gone. It's that old <laughs> bit. They just caught on to it and Matthew Broderick's like, "Oh my god, I'm going to punch him again. His lisp is going to be back." Totally improvised the whole scene. Hilarious. Hilarious. So a couple quirks that I pointed out well, to myself while I was drunk the other day. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see here. I love the noir elements. Um, cable's out. Okay, so the noir elements of this. The, the cable's out. And he's like, hey, you know, he's, he's back with his girlfriend. Hey, the cable's out. Tell you what, I'm just going to call my guy. Uh, I'll give him a holler. Gives him a ring before it. Like the moment it rings, there's a pounding on the door. The cable guy's getting ready to come in there. Um, the dream sequence of when he starts to like hear the banging on the door, the doorbell ringing, and he's like, "Cable guy, cable guy!" And he's looking out the uh, the fisheye lens of the, uh, and, yes. and it's Jim Carrey in his full on glory of just like running down the hallway and trying to get himself in there. He's like, "Okay, I guess you're gone." Okay then. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> and he finally bursts through the door, and Matthew Broderick goes running down the other way, and the 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 running scene of yeah. and he starts like running up the side of the wall, yeah. and, and just I, I love that scene so much that is second to the medieval times scene when 
he Jim Carrey is he's in all of his glory. He's like it's like that time in in Star Trek. Dun, 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 yes. and he's wielding it, and, and just they totally reenacted that. I'm not a, I'm not a Trekkie, so I don't know what scene that is. But they completely reenacted, but as medieval times with, with his with his, uh, his sound effects going along. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he nailed it. Yeah, I've got so many more notes here. I gotta I gotta I gotta cut it off somewhere. Um, I think the most underrated part of this film is Ben Stiller playing the twins, a la the Menendez brothers. Only they were yes child stars. Right. So, yes, Ben Stiller is playing twins who were child stars who ended up killing their parents. And it's it's a throwaway scene anytime that they're kind of looking through the cable channels because uh, a chip will show up and have to fix somebody's cable. And he's kind of going through it, making sure everything's looking OK. And it's just click, click, click. Bing, and it's like MTV News. <laughs> Whatever, brother. Tabitha Soren. Make it that's, an, that's an appearance. That's it. That's it. And they're like, and latest development in the murder case of blah, blah, blah. And and you just see uh, Ben Stiller on, because he's a director, but he's also Ben Stiller. He's, it wasn't me. It was the Asians. Yeah, Asians. <laughs> I think they were speaking <laughs> Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes through the entire movie. And that that's also a timeline that they're showing because it's an entire court case. It's taken a couple of weeks. And then before they get the, to the final verdict, it, it's like, all right, before we get to the final verdict, here's an advertisement, and then it's ripped straight from the headlines. It's Eric uh, Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother, yes. is playing Ben Stiller <laughs> in the TV movie about yes. the murder of his parents. It's just, the, the whole movie is layered. If you missed it in 1996, if you missed it when you were in college, like when I saw it, and you missed it when all of your nerdy friends who have been saying for years you need to watch it. You need to watch it. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I say second Jim Carrey film of all time behind me, myself, and Irene. That's a great one, too. Yeah. So good. So funny. You guys need to watch it. You need to check it out. Um, I, I have one more drop that I want to have here for you. This is... Uh... I don't think you listen to her. I think you try to tell her what she wants to hear. She wants you to thirst for knowledge about who she is. All the complicated splendor that is woman. When your love is truly giving, it will come back to you tenfold. You're right. That's incredibly insightful. I know. It was Jerry Springer's final thought on Friday's show. <laughs> <laughs> so you find out that ev- almost everything he says when you look it up yes. are movie quotes. Yes. There are movie quotes, TV quotes. Almost everything that he does is some sort of quote. So he's completely All the names he gives, everything. All the names are, that he gives, almost everything is completely disingenuine. Uh, and it's just, uh, it's 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 a funny movie. It's uh, it's self-reflective. It's, um, as you pointed out, it's it's something that uh, you, you can join during the quarantine times. Because uh, what did you say earlier about, uh, uh, the, the you said something about social distancing, that how it related. I can't remember what it was. Oh no! I was talking about how like whenever the cable went out at the end, you yeah, said Kyle Gas like picked up a. Yeah. He said he just said, "Oh, I'll pick up a book." Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll read. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it so speaks to us I, in these times. I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of things like newer options, you know, but I think that this is one that a lot of people overlooked back in the day, and I think it's gotten better with age because you recognize more of the people, so it gives it more. Uh, 
credit now when back then right. they were all up and coming. Yeah. And, and, and now you're looking back going, man, you know, it's kind of like, you know, whenever you don't start liking a song until like years later and everybody else knew up front how cool it was like, right. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah. What? But that's, that's kind of what this is. Like, why did it take so long for me to get into this? But it's a great movie. <laughs> Dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. Kevin Costner, Waterworld. You stole our bit. Put on your swimming suits, even because you're gonna be channel surfing in no time. It's one of my favorites. One of my favorite lines. But uh, yeah, I wrote that down. Uh, Dry land is not a myth. I've seen it. Kevin Costner. That's our bit. He quotes. He quotes it and then says what actually is from. Yeah, that's stole our bit, or maybe we stole his. I don't know. No, we did not. (laughs) Don't even kiss her, Stephen. Don't even touch her. It'll pay off in the end. (laughs) Honk honk. Motorboat. He's wise beyond his years. He every bit of advice that he gives to Stephen is on point on point because he's like don't don't even kiss her don't even touch her Uh, you're trying to get back with your girl that's the way to do it man you give her just just give her the affection but don't go in like you need the physicality it's i mean it's good it's wonderful i love it you guys should watch it i'll play another couple clips at the end of this thing uh what do you say we we call this thing quits well, I'm good with that because I got to see what the hell my boss wants. Yeah, and um, we're not going to edit this thing. It's going to be another one. Hey, you know what? Uh, Holmes was talking at the very be- uh, uh, during his um, uh, recording that he sent to us that we're finding out a lot about ourselves during these quarantines, and maybe I'm finding out that we don't need to edit this motherfucker. No, oh, fuck it. Just fuck it. <laughs> right? Fuck it. Right. I mean, I can still have the drops of, uh, you know, uh, when I don't agree with you uh, playing the offensive thing, but I don't have to I don't have to go back and edit it. And mostly it's because I don't feel like going back and editing it. (laughs) That's right. Let's not do it. Let's just fuck it. We're learning things during the quarantine, yeah, guys. I think people's language has gotten a little more aggressive during this time. So it's okay. We're going to let it fly this time. It's gotten a little salty. Uh, all right. I don't know where I don't know where that beef jerky is at, but I got to find it. <laughs> let me do uh, Let me do this. Uh, I'm going to see what Jeremy Holmes is. Damn <laughs> <laughs> frogs everywhere. All right, guys, thank you so much for coming out. Um, We're going to leave you with the soothing sounds of the frogs. What? That was it. That's it. It's done. (laughs) Moving out. Bring in the chickens now. (laughs) Don't forget to visit trytopodcast.com or look for the boys on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching for Podcast. And for God's sake, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's literally the least you can do, and it goes a long way to help the show. That's right. That's right. Leave a review, everybody. Do your thing. You got plenty of time. Yes. Leave a review. Uh, Record a voice memo on your phone. Let us know what you guys are doing during these times, how you're interpreting uh, these crazy times and uh, what you're doing uh, to to get through them. We've heard from a nurse. We've heard from uh, a welder. We've heard from a podcaster. We've heard from um, a uh, uh, not a venture capitalist. What is Jeremy? He was he's a startup. He's a uh, Internet startup uh, and producer. Um, I'm interested in maybe maybe some people who, you know, been furloughed, lost your jobs. I'm interested to hear what's going on on your end um, because we've heard 16 million people have have lost their jobs or have been furloughed. I want to hear from you guys as well because, uh, I mean, it, God, 
that's got to be difficult too. So uh, thanks for stopping by, everybody. And Ugh. piss off. <laughs> Boy. Oh, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> hey. What's up, Amy? What's up? What's up, Mitchell? What you doing? Man, I'm just listening to some podcasts. You're listening to some podcasts? I listen to our podcast a bunch, actually. Really? Yeah. You, you like the sound of your own voice? I kind of do. I'm sort of narcissistically amused in that way. I make Dakota listen to our <laughs> voice all the time. Uh, so, we are the host of Earbuds and Earworms, right? Yeah. I mean, that is our show, right? That's Yeah, we're Earbuds and Earworms. Yeah. What is our show? So, our show is this sort of listener-driven podcast about music, and uh, we have a group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and our listeners submit songs to a theme. We put out a theme every week. <laughs> Which could be anywhere from food to colors to, uh, what else have we done recently? Work, robots, trees. Yeah. We've had a, a huge range of themes, and so we put out the theme. Our listeners uh, submit songs that attach to that theme. We pick some of the songs, and then we talk about them to varying degrees of expertise and knowledgeability. I like how you said varying degrees of yeah. expertise. Sometimes we're real smart, and sometimes not so much. Let's just face it. How much do I know about music? You're like a, a six and a half, maybe a seven. I think I'm a pretty solid eight and a half, nine. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know anything about music, mostly, yeah, except for okay. what I played in high school. Right. And you actually know what a snare <laughs> what a much. snare is and so that's pretty much what it like you know how there's that show on npr that breaks down songs like super smart yeah i think ours is like for the people yeah ours is the 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 plebeian <laughs> version the we're per, the plebeian per, npr right and it's also if you're in your 30s and you want to find new music or old music you haven't heard before yeah this is the song. We're- I think uh, this is a podcast. Yeah, this is yeah. the that's I think that's the best selling point for our podcast is if you want to hear new music and you don't want to dig around on the internet, just listen to our podcast and we'll help you out. Yeah. Uh, come listen to Earbuds and Earworms. Join us each week and we show up anywhere between Sunday and Tuesday because we're not as good as Jeremy and Brian trying to podcast. <laughs> Even though we've been doing it three times as long. No biggie. <laughs> Welcome to Medieval Times. I'll be your serving wench, Melinda. Might I fetch you something from the barkeep? Dost dost have thou a mug of ale for me and me mate? He has been pitched in battle for a fortnight and has a king's thirst for the frosty brew thus thou might have for thus. I'll be right back, my lord. My thanks to ye, fair wench. <laughs> Boom, bam. Oh, thanks. Uh, look, look, I have to tell you, uh, uh, this is kind of difficult. Hold on. Show's on. Welcome to a magnificent journey into the past. This is Medieval Times! Yeah, 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 yeah! Are you prepared for a night of feasting and sport the likes of which you will never forget? Yes! I charge to stand up and cheer for your section's night. Let the games begin! The blue knight rolls! The red knight sucks the big one! You're going down, red knight! Going down, down, down! Red knight going down! Down, down, down! Red knight going down! Can I get a knife and fork? 
There were no utensils in medieval times, hence there are no utensils at medieval times. Would you like a refill on that Pepsi? There were no utensils, but there was Pepsi? Dude, I got a lot of tables. We have reached the climax of our competition, good people. And now two noblemen from our audience will battle to the death to resolve a grievance. Will a master, Stephen M. Kovacs, and a Lord Chip Douglas, make your way to the fighting pit? Let's go. What's going on? It appears we're going to do battle, Stephen. Is this a normal part of the show? No. But I give all the knights free cable. They said it would be cool if we just went at it for a while. Well, is it safe? Sure, that's what the armor's for. Come on! So what are we supposed to do? I mean, we have to be careful that we don't hurt each other, right? I cannot listen to any of your instructions. For you are my sworn enemy, and are about to meet your demise. <laughs> Come back here! So that I may bring thee! That's how it's gonna be, huh? All right, you wanna play rough? Daddy can play rough! It's like when Spock had to fight Kirk on Star Trek. Best friends forced to do If we don't battle to the death, they will kill us both. This isn't Star Trek! Goodbye, Jim. Uh -oh.